Someday, perhaps, in the hills of Provence. And by then, her world would have been consumed, this perfect place reduced to rubble. She'd been lucky in her choice of day last month when she'd ventured north to look at the battlefield. It had been a quiet day at the front. She'd persuaded old Felix to get out the carriage and the one decrepit nag they had left in the stables and drive her up to the very edge of the high country, overlooking the plain with Reims at its centre. They'd found up there an ancient chapel which, unscathed so far, appeared to have enjoyed the protective sanctity of an even more ancient Celtic grove, and from its shelter they'd stared out in silence, too shocked by what they saw to try to share their thoughts. The skylarks and wood doves had been making more of a clamour, she remembered, than the guns that day. Framed by a canopy of beech leaves under a hot August sky, the land of Champagne should have stretched out its smooth curves languorously, seductively, as it did in the coloured picture postcards. For nearly two thousand years it had been a bountiful vineyard. Vines planted by Roman soldiers had thrived. The land had prospered. It had taken less than one year to bring the ordered countryside to this obscene state of devastation. Arrogant pigs, like all armies, the Romans at least had understood the lands they had conquered. They had trodden lightly and worked hard, leaving behind fertile and civilised provinces, unlike the present invaders. The chalky lines of their trenches tore hideous scars across the terrain, each countered by an allied trench, but all advancing towards the centre, where stood, blackened and firebombed, Roofless, its towers still raising defiant fingers at the enemy, the mighty Gothic cathedral of Reims. The trenches. Clovis was there. Not riding, lance at the port, across open country towards the enemy, but in this modern war, bogged down, hedged in, crouching in the sketchy protection of one of those scars. She'd blinked and stared at the distant battlefields, swimming before her eyes. It was distorted, not by tears, but by a heat haze shimmering over the plain. She made an effort to concentrate her thoughts on her husband, to feel his discomfort. After all these months of battle, his uniform would be quite worn out. Blue captain's jacket and red trousers. It was designed for cavalry officers peacocking about on charges. A musical comedy costume, unsuitable for men, wriggling on belly and elbows through mud and dust. And the steel helmet with horsehair plume dangling down his back. What protection was that Napoleonic flourish against bursting shells and German snipers? In this heat, the cuffs of his jacket would be chafing his wrists. His high collar would be too tight. His feet blistered. His physical state was easily imagined, but with his thoughts and emotions it was more difficult to attempt a connection. Did he raise his head and glance behind him to the hills, looking towards the home he was fighting for? Were his eyes seeking the familiar outline of the grove on the hill, all unknowing at that very moment, as she gazed down? What would he be thinking? Aline smiled, a smile soured by a dash of irony. She knew what Clovis would be thinking. He'd be calculating the number of hods per hectare 
this wonderful summer would produce, if there were only hands available to fetch in the harvest, if there were still grapes to be harvested, he wouldn't know. The vineyards surrounding Reims had been destroyed in the desperate German push to the south the previous summer. For two agonising months, von Bulow's troops had swarmed down over the Marne in an impetuous and unscheduled dash, ravaging, destroying, stealing whatever resources they could lay hands on. Aline had fled with her son before the gun sounded, obedient to Clovis's instructions. But their cellar master and his men had stayed on guard. No command, no plea, no reasoning from Aline had been able to shake these men, elderly but stout-hearted, from their resolve to stay and guard their life's work. A deserted chateau is the first to be pillaged, they'd maintained. The best vintages had been carefully concealed behind hastily erected.